The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience. Talking Trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Good morning, Australia, and welcome to our listeners in America tonight. You're live on Radio Tony with your guest, Tony, your host, Tony Lontis. We've got a jam-packed show today with um, some an interesting guest um, called Chantelle uh, Vanderhagen from Unho- Unfold Your Freedom. She'll be sharing some wonderful knowledge with us today. Um, Firstly, a big shout out to my radio technician, Rebel, who keeps me on time and on target and organises all the technical stuff, which I wouldn't be able to do. Um, If you know someone who'd like to be interviewed on air who has written a wonderful book, then drop me an email at tonylontisauthor at gmail.com. That's T-O-N-I-L-O-N-T-I-S-A-U-T-H-O-R at gmail.com. Um, so my vo- voice is still a bit croaky this week, so bear with me. I've got um, some lozenges on hand to get me through this show. Um, if you'd like to pop on over to our, my website, tonylontis.com, and check out my guests in detail, you can see my latest blog or contact me, uh, see what I'm up to, join me on social media or on a Facebook, Tony Lontis. Um, my Facebook group is Journey to Resilience. Um, and I have a Facebook page for my book, Resilience. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Tony Lontis. So today, it's also my son's birthday, and he's 28 years old today. This morning, I was pondering just where that time had gone. He was a little bit of a troublemaker before his birth, and I ended up in hospital at 28 weeks pregnant um, with a condition called polyhydramnius. And that's too much fluid around the bub, and it's quite dangerous. So I went into hospital, and he arrived about six weeks early after a very scary emergency C-section and uh, where his heart rate plummeted below 20 beats per minute and mine skyrocketed. It was all good in the end. I had a general anaesthetic, and he spent uh, little time in neonatal intensive care and um, he's now a big, fit, strong lad um, about to make his way in the world. He's just finished his physiotherapy doctorate and I'm really excited for the journey he has ahead. So in world news this week, it has been a week of royal babies with the arrival of Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. 
So little Archie arrived uh, to the excitement, the obvious excitement of his father, Prince Harry and Meghan, and they all seem very fit, healthy and well, and the baby is gorgeous. Also this week, Amy Schumer and her husband, Chris Feischer, welcomed their bundle of joy. Uh, Jean Atta Fisher is the first child for the couple. Um, a wonderful welcome to them too. Um, there's been another mass shooting in the US this week, five miles from the Columbine High School. Um, the site of one of the country's most notorious shootings 20 years ago. I can't quite believe that it's 20 years since that first horrible shooting. Um, America's latest school shooting unfolded at the Science, Technology, Engineering and Math School um, and ha at Highlands Ranch in the affluent suburb of Denver. A very sad state of affairs. In other news, uh, David Beckham won't be driving his fleet of luxury cars anytime soon after the star lost his licence over an indiscretion that was called in by a member of public. David Beckham was banned from driving for six months for using his phone at the wheel of his $125,000 Bentley. Uh, yes, my listeners are commenting it's 20 years since Columbine and one would wonder if things have changed very much if we're still having mass shootings in American schools. It's very sad. Um, in other news, our much the much-loved New Zealand Prime Minister, uh, Jacinta Ahern, become engaged over Easter. Uh, Jacinta's team confirmed the news just recently. Um, her press secretary said the PM had been engaged to her longtime partner, Clark Gayford, during the Easter break and been, had been wearing the ring on her middle finger. The couple have a 10-month-old daughter, Neve. In other news this week, a BBC radio presenter was fired for a racist tweet about Megan and the royal baby. The radio host, Danny Baker, launched into a furious tirade after he was swiftly sacked for comparing Megan and Harry's baby to a monkey. I'm truly shocked that in this day and age, someone on radio could call a baby a monkey. What planet is this DJ living on? For goodness sake. In further news, uh, the Pope changes the church law making reporting of sex abuse obligatory. Pope Francis today passed a message to obligate those who know about sex abuse in the Catholic Church to report it to the superiors following a global clerical pedophilia scandal. Every diocese in the world will now be obligated to have a system for reporting of abuse under the new law published by the Vatican. But the requirement will only apply to secrets revealed to priests in confessional. So I'm not sure that that quite goes enough in stemming their obvious problem with pedophilia in the church. Um, so one of my listeners has commented that the BBC um, must not have freedom of speech. Well, I would argue that calling someone's baby a monkey is not really 
in the true spirit of freedom of speech, I would err on the side of it's almost hate speech, actually. I think it's truly appalling to call a biracial baby a monkey. Um, in other news, one of the biggest Bitcoin companies in the world has suffered a large-scale security breach. Hackers stole nearly $60 million worth of Bitcoins in a single transaction in the world's biggest cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency robberies. The head of Bitiance said the large-scale security breach uh, was accomplished through a variety of techniques, including phishing, viruses and other attacks. The hackers had the patience to wait and execute a well-orchestrated act. You there, Rebel? Hi, Tony. How are you? Oh, God. No Scott worries. just dropped no, out no on me. It's we like... are live still on the air. Um, I was talking with your guest. Do um, you want to pick right back up where we were? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk live with Chantel. Shall we? Are you ready to go, Chantel? Yes, I am, Tony. Let's just take a couple of deep breaths because I thought it might have been me first. <laughs> oh, no. I do, it, for our listeners, we've yes. not had Skype just drop out on us before, ever. So it's a little uh, nerve-wracking for myself, my wonderful technician Rebel and my guest Chantel. So, yes, I'm just taking a bre deep breath before we start. Um, just wondering, did the listeners hear our conversation um, introducing Chantel and telling you what Chantel does, I'm wondering? No. If not, Chantel, no, I'll... You dropped, it cut out before then. Yeah, you were, you were still doing a bit of the news when it um, cut out. Uh, what were you talking about? It was, I, to be honest, I forgot <laughs> where we left <laughs> off. But let's pick up, since we are still live and we have been the whole time. Yes. Um, yes. Let's pick up on introducing your guest. Excellent. Listeners, today we have the wonderful um, Chantel Vanderhagen from Unfold Your Freedom with us today. Chantel's purpose is to guide women to be all that they want to be by creating balance in their lives through reconnecting them to their hearts and true selves. She's an advocate of change in the way that we perceive beauty and ourselves and is a passionate philanthropist. Through the successful management of her long-term international skincare business, Frank Essential, and under the umbrella of her brand, Unfold Your Freedom, Chantelle has worked with thousands of women to uncover their true beauty and unfold their creativity, desires and joy. Chantelle works with women in a unique and whole person manner to reconnect them to their original selves um, and help them to change um, and help them to get, the, get them to know themselves better. Female entrepreneurs are particularly attracted to Chantel's work due to her expertise as a successful businesswoman and her ability to assess insights through her unfolding work to cut to the core of the issue. Chantel has developed these techniques through her own experiences and training as a psychoanalyst, mediation, tapping, chakra, Reiki teacher, 
and an aromatherapist. Through Unfold Your Freedom, Chantelle offers private consultations, online courses, small group workshops and retreats. She is an inspiring speaker and also publishes CDs. From her years of forging a path in skincare brand Frank Essential, Chantelle has come to realise that women can sometimes have a false view of their own beauty. She has an inner desire to confront these perceptions that we have of beauty and challenge them in a revolutionary way. Frank Essential is more than 99% natural and organic skincare, and it's the doorway for Chantelle to guide women to unfold their true beauty, bask in their own perfect imperfections, and shine. So, good morning, Chantelle. Good morning, Tony. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. And thank you My, for. Sorry, go on. My pleasure, Chantelle. And I think we're going to be talking about this further, but thank you for giving me the permission to shine because I think it's so important what you're doing and Rebel supporting you that we shine and we give ourselves permission to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of my first uh, questions today was to tell our listeners about how you uh, got into your business called Unfold Your Freedom. I always love hearing that because it's, I think it's really important as women that we also know we have a story no matter who we are. So often yes. we, th- we always compare ourselves to other people, but they did more than me or they're doing something globally. So yes. I think, and it took me a long time to realize I actually have a story to tell. I actually have a, yes. a, a beautiful story to tell despite a lot of the hardships. And because I'm now in my 50s, you know, it sounds like I've had a lot of trauma in my life. In many ways I have because, of course, you accumulate these over the years. You do. But at the same time... As you know, what I'm wanting to show women is that no matter who you are and what's happened in your life, you can have a beautiful, joyful life. Yes, yes, definitely. So my journey really started when I was in my teens and were living in Switzerland at the time and unfortunately living in a violent home. And I got into Alateen and we had to drive in those cases thousands of, uh, sorry, Ks to get there. And it was all in German because I was speaking German, not English. So that really started me on this journey. And then one day when I was 18 at that point, we're living in England. And my mother just turned around and said to me, I actually can't deal with you anymore. And at the time I was deeply hurt, Tony. Yeah, deeply hurt. But, and I now know what she meant was that in a way it was what actually stopped me in my tracks and went, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's actually gone on ever since then. So now it, it became my lifelong journey to work, find out who am I? Yes. Why do I tick the way do I do? And, and bringing in all these different tools over the years. And this takes time, you know. It's yes. something we need to know. It takes time. And you have moments where you go, wow, I'm actually getting there. And then suddenly, oops, I've stepped back a bit. So we segue yeah. through our life. Yeah. And then finally the big thing, oh, yes, mum came back to Australia yeah. Um, and I was already living here and mum was always a bit of a renegade in her day. And yes. in those days, Reiki had only just come to Perth. Normally uh-huh. you had to either go over east or overseas. And mum was going on about this Reiki thing, this Reiki mm-hmm. stuff. And we all went, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, mum, what are you doing? Anyhow, that's how I started. And needless to say, now I'm Reiki master and I've never looked back in 25 years. It's, it's an amazing practice, isn't it? And perhaps we could just quickly explain to our listeners what the practice of Reiki is. Practice of Reiki is 
Oh, how that's a really um, – it's, it's actually an energy exchange. Yes. Because we are all made up of energy. And basically we're using or having the beautiful benefit of using universal energy, something outside of ourselves that yeah. comes through our bodies and through our hands. And yeah. the beautiful thing about Reiki is it supports you on every level, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah. You don't need to go to be Reiki master. Reiki one is enough. And it is it just helps you shift energy. It helps you change who you are because it's beautiful. It is loving. It can never be negative. And it's gentle. Um, for, for listeners who aren't familiar with the Reiki practice, it, it's a very gentle. Um, I've had it a number of times myself. And, it, and it's a very gentle um, way of um, working out your issues and and moving bad energy I, I i guess you could describe it that way chantelle yes and I'm, i really thank you for asking me to expand because i take it for granted because it's been in my life for so many years yes it helps you shift your energy up yeah. and out it supports yeah. you when you're feeling good so it enhances how you're feeling but also can help you release particularly the negative side of your feeling to create that harmony in your life yeah, and so one of our listeners is just asking, it's about you as the practitioner shifting other people's energy, isn't it? Yes, it is, and not only shifting others, but you're also shifting yourself. Because what I often say yes. is, and this is why I do the work, is that we need to take self-responsibility. Yes. So, yes, I work on myself first because I really believe in that because the more positive I am, the more beautiful that energy is. So, yes, it's, yes. it's working on both. It both, works both, both ways with yes. Reiki. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, through your business, you do um, meditation retreats too, don't you, Chantelle? Yes, I do because, I, again, my mother got us into this because I just thought, yeah. like a lot of people, oh, meditation, can't bring another thing in my life. Why would I do that? Needless to say, yeah. 15 years later, I would never be without it. Yeah. But So what I decided and I wanted to do was create these beautiful retreats, again, for women to give themselves to mission, to not only have the time to themselves and take time away perhaps from family and what they're doing and financially. Yes. And what we do is um, we – I created a beautiful – each day we have like a workshop. Yeah where we do meditations, we do yes. writing, we share. So we sit in circle. Yeah, yeah. And at the moment, because I'm doing them up in Bali, which is the beautiful, yeah. uh, the gods, the land of the gods and love, we then go to wa beautiful waterfalls where we cleanse. We have beautiful homemade food where we stay. Yes. Um, yes. There's, I only have six ladies because when it's small, it becomes personal. Yes, yes. And it becomes intimate. You, and yeah. Often people, are, women are anxious going, but you know, sometimes it's wonderful going when you know no one because you're all there yes. in the same position and it creates this, oh, I've lost the words. It just creates a beautiful connection. Beauty, Beauty yeah. that's it. Chantelle, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we need to throw to a break. And when we come back, I have another interesting question. So over to you, Rebel. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues, this is Radio Tony on W4WN. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with your secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Resilience. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Thursday evenings from 7 pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Keep the conversation going. 
assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype.
Radio Tony on W4WN, your safe space for tough conversations. Welcome back, everyone. This morning, we have a wonderful guest on our show called Chantel. And before the break, we were talking about uh, Chantel's wonderful retreats in Bali. But before we get back to talking about those glorious retreats, I have a wonderful uh, question from our listeners who is curious about, um, do you absorb the negative energy from others, Chantel? So we were talking about the practice of Reiki. And our listener wants to know if we if you absorb that negative energy. Really good question, because in the beginning I did, because I didn't understand or appreciate how to not do that. Uh-huh. So yes, you can. Even though energy uh, Reiki and energy is actually pure, beautiful, loving energy. I had to learn not to take on people's energy, whether it be yes. negative or intense. So in mm-hmm. fact, um, when I first went into the work, because I was doing massages and all that as well, yeah. I actually ended up, apart from my, things in my own life, I actually ended up having a nervous breakdown because I had yes. taken on people's energies. I'd overdone it. And this is what we're talking about. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel I was enough. So I kept yes. giving, 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 and therefore absorbing because I just wanted to be there for everyone, you know, yes. the shining light. Um, yeah. And um, I've learned, now I know what I need to do to protect myself. And even then, you know, you can still get in because we're humans. We want to support others. We want to feel touched yeah. by their stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we go on to our next little section, which is called um, Give Yourself Permission to Be Confidently You, is there anything else you want to say about your wonderful retreats in Bali, Chantal? Yes, basically, I love them. You, What happens is you, you get beautifully cocooned. When you go yes. there, you actually feel safe to share you feel safe to be witnessed because that's what's important most of us don't feel safe we don't know how to share feel confident and to be able to put things out there to find our voices yeah and then you have all these most amazing conversations so yes we are in a workshop style then we go and have coffees we have beautiful dinners and we actually share things and also you have plenty of time i give you also space to be able to go to the markets take time to read and take time to absorb what what you are experiencing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds beautiful, Chantel. So tell me more about this concept of giving yourself permission to be confidently you. Well, something I've learned over the years, obviously through myself and my work, is that as children we are told what to do. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure about how many of you out there have had the opposite experience, but I think many of us had the experience where we were told what to do. We weren't given freedom of speech. We didn't know how to be. And, of course, initially we need to rely on our parents. Yes. And we are wired, therefore, to ask for permission. So it be our parents, our relatives, the church, the school. So yes. what I found happened was that we were conditioned to always ask. We weren't conditioned to be able to stand there and say, actually, no, because I know in my case my father never accepted me. I had to do him what he wanted, plan A, plan A, yes. plan man. I had to say and think how he thought. Yeah, yeah. And I find that is very debilitating. So when, when we get older, we don't realize that we don't know how to be ourselves, fully yeah. ourselves. We think we are, but in fact, yeah. we're often not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we need to to realize as we become adults that we are the authors of our own lives, aren't we? That's so. 
in that um, whole giving ourselves uh, permission to be ourselves is actually knowing what we're here, what our purpose on this this life is. And, and we all have a purpose, don't we, Chantelle? That's exactly right. And as we said earlier, we all have a purpose. We all have a story. And what I'm also learning is that you don't need to do great things and global things because that comes back yes. to us comparing to each other. That that We're not free when we feel like that. You can have the most amazing difference within your family, within your community, with just being who you are. Because at the yeah. moment I'm going through a huge period of withdrawing a lot and my mother's yes. taking me on a journey. She's going into dementia. She is 90. And I realised, you know what, Yeah. as long as I am here and loving who I am and just sharing that beautiful energy with others, letting go of how I felt feel I should be, how I feel I that need to be. That word should yeah, it, that that word should is is a powerful deterrent and stops us from uh, being who we should be. We we think we should be doing this, we should be doing that, we should be. No, sometimes you just need to sit and just be led intuitively, don't you, Gentile? That's exactly right. And I think it's also coming back to feeling beautiful. You know, who are we comparing ourselves to? You know, the media really play on our insecurities because that's what marketing is all about, playing on our insecurities. And it distresses me beyond measure that we forever feel we're not enough. We're not beautiful enough. We're not intelligent enough. Yeah, all the shoulds, all the shoulds, instead of just being who we are. Because what that means is we're actually outside of our bodies. We're outside of ourselves Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're actually, like you said, we don't know how to sit in silence and, and commune with our own souls and be with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of our listeners is asking, what shoulds are there in life? <laughs> Do you want to oh, take gosh. that one, Shinta? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another great question. It is, yeah. Oof. That is actually quite, is anything, you know, that's actually a personal one. The shoulds are basically, I should be doing this, I should look like this, I should be saying this. It's everything where you feel there's an element of guilt. Yeah, yeah. Where there's an element of you're not enough. Yeah, yeah. When really everyone is enough, they are. We are all imperfectly perfect and unique in our own way, aren't we? And and that comes with accepting, doesn't it? It comes with acceptance. Exactly right. It basically it boils down to accepting yourself for who you are and being confident in that space. I mean. I'm more confident I've ever been and I love who I am and it doesn't mean that I can't get knocked. It doesn't mean that I still don't have those moments where I think, oh, my God, I should be, you know, looking this certain way. I should be doing my business in a certain way. And therefore, and I've noticed when I do that, I go into fear, I go into anxiety and then I begin to actually stress. Yeah, yeah. Which means I'm Um, outside of my body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and another question from our listeners, is anything really good enough? Another great question. It is. Do you know what? Yes, it is, but it's your attitude. It's our attitude. Yes, yes. I mean, and, and the thing is, it's my attitude, our attitude, but it is also about striving. I always want to improve who I am to feel even more confident, comfortable. I'm loving where I'm going with my life. I'm loving that I'm becoming what a friend coined the Marga woman, which is an Italian word for I'm um, no, not quite the uh, wise woman yet, but I'm loving stepping into menopause. I'm loving stepping being in who I am. So I feel that I'm enough of who I am now. Mm-hmm. 
I think as um, I know uh, myself, we're about the same age, Chantelle, I think there's something that comes with turning 50. There's a a, a wisdom and a, and a quiet confidence in realising that you are uh, imperfectly perfect and um, allowing yourself to really like who you are. Um, and I think that comes with that, that wisdom of age, don't you think, Chantel? Yes, I do. And I think that's a really good word is about liking yourself because something like to learn the difference between loving and liking that I can love someone because they're a beautiful human being with a heartbeat doesn't mean I like them. Yeah. But what's important, everyone, is that we actually like ourselves. Yes. And that's standing in front of the mirror, looking yourself in the face and going, I like you. And then once you have that deep like for yourself, then the horribleness of the world, the criticism of the world, it tends to fall fall away and fall off us a lot more easily. Um, and without taking hold of that criticism from every, everyone else, you then become a better person. You react better. You live better. You um, interact as a human better, don't you think, Chantelle? Yes, I think you do. And you respond. You have a whole different take on life. Yeah, and yeah. You'll take a whole different sense of yourself. And all I can say is that's what I want for all of us to feel, you know, get away from the shame, get away from the feeling uncomfortable, get away from that fear. Because what we do, well, I know what I did, is I kept myself safe. Even though it was uncomfortable being that, I kept myself safe. Yes. So therefore I yes. limited myself in my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one final question before we finish up this segment and go to the next break is why do you think um, it's important to be confident in who we are? When you're confident in who you are, you are able to speak your voice, you're able to speak your opinions, you're able to say no, you're able to step out and be proud of who you are. And I mean that word proud in the sense of delighted. You know, yeah. you want to be out there and you are, you know, you're intelligent or you know you're creative because as women in particular, we're not allowed to be actually yeah. feel that. And particularly yeah. the Anglo-Saxon upbringing I had, I wasn't yeah. allowed to say, hey, I'm really good at what I do. Hey, I'm intelligent or I'm beautiful. You yeah. know, so I would like listeners to think about how does that make them feel when I say that, you know, because yeah. often we recoil. How dare she say that? She yeah, shouldn't yeah. be saying that because at because that often makes us feel uncomfortable when we actually want to feel that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's um, that finishes up our next little segment. We're going to throw to um, a break and a song. When we come back with Chantelle, we're going to have a longer segment and our next segment is called How Daydreaming Connects You to Your Soul. And it's the most interesting segment for the day Um, and I look forward to you all joining us back after for our daydreaming segment. Over to you Rebel. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard.
Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty, is the new book from Australian author Tony Londis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony, experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Radio Tony on W4WN. Your safe space for tough conversations. Turn off the light. Take a deep breath and relax.
And welcome back, everyone. You've just been listening to the beautiful sounds of Enigma on Radio Tony this morning. And we have a wonderful guest today called Chantelle from Unfold Your Freedom, who is our psychoanalyst, meditation, tapping, chakra and Reiki teacher. And this session is called How Daydreaming Connects You to Your Soul. So, Chantelle, how does daydreaming connect you to your soul? Oh, I was so excited when you asked me that because I had such a pleasure when I wrote, thought about the topic and wrote my blog. Yes. About it and realizing, and I know you'll be talking about a bit later, the difference between the types of daydreaming. Now, in this case, yes. daydreaming for me was about allowing yourself just to go off into a different realm, not to disconnect because often we can use daydreaming to disconnect from trauma. Yes. This was more to just allow yourself. It opens you up to start freeing yourself. And daydreaming is something we do naturally as a child. Um, and as we get to be adults, sometimes we no longer daydream. Isn't that that's true? Isn't it, Chantelle? It is. It's somehow we feel. Well, I know I felt this. I had to be an adult. I needed to adult now. Yeah. And that was only for children. But what we lose is that beautiful exquisiteness of being a child. And this is what I've been loving when I've been learning meditation and the Buddhist beliefs. It's not going, I love going back to be childlike. You know, when you yes. look at a child delights in things. Yes. We've, I yes. think we've lost, and I know I lost that sense of delight. You know how they say smell the roses? Yeah, yeah. Literally smell the roses. You delight in the food that you cook. You delight in a smile. You delight in that lovely warm shower. And yeah, daydreaming yeah. just helps you open you up back into that space of curiosity. And and daydreaming is about creating um, the impossible, isn't it? So I know when I dream, I have great big grand visions of what I can achieve in life. And, and I guess uh, daydreaming can be thought of as a seeding process in your mind, isn't it? It so, is. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, no, go on, Chantelle. No, I agree with you because when we think of big things, we do, we think of impossible, not me, why me, can't do that. So what daydreaming does, it opens you up to what is holding you back. So when you sit quiet, and that's why I call daydreaming is also being mindful and meditating. Because uh, when you, yes. when either whether you sit quietly or it might be going on for your walks, it could be when you're cooking, it doesn't matter where it happens, but when you can start opening yourself up and beginning to become aware of, well, what stories am I holding on to? You know, mm -hmm. what false beliefs are there? And that takes courage to do that, to open yourself up, to go, well, why can't I do that versus why me? Yeah. Why not and, me? Yeah, and daydreaming is not a problem, is it? No, it isn't a problem. As I said, it, it can be if you're unaware, but no, I don't think it is a problem. I think for me it actually creates an excitement of living, you know, and it brings mm. you such joy because, you know, as I said, I now when I go abroad or when I go for a new experience, I just go, right, I want to enjoy every single moment of this with the good and the bad because sometimes, you know, things can yeah. happen. But yeah. I want to also see those moments of joy. I want to go and appreciate. I know when I went for my first ever trip to Africa to see oh, the yes. um, wild animals, I made the decision, despite still being in PDST and having anxiety and thinking I wasn't going to get on the yeah. plane, which is not me, from the moment I got on that plane to the moment I came back, I just wanted to savour. 
And as my French grandmother used to say, il faut goûter tout ça. You've got to savor everything. Because when we are yeah. tired, busy, overwhelmed, whatever, we don't savor things anymore. Yeah, yeah. I've got a wonderful questions coming in from our listeners. So I'll just I'll run through them quickly for us. So um, one of our listeners wants to know, um, is daydreaming um, a problem? And, and we're going, no, daydreaming is not a problem. And another is saying that they are still childlike, which is a wonderful quality to have. Um, is it a bad to be like a child thinking? No, this is what I've learned. This is why I love also listening to the Dalai Lama because you, when you hear yeah. him, he goes into it's a childlike quality. It's that's the purity. That is, it's a purity thing, isn't it? It is a purity thing, and children think without uh, um, trauma or bad it. things. Children think in terms of everything good, don't they? They do, generally every, speaking. Exactly right, and you know, when I look back, you know. And I watch just when my niece was growing up, because I haven't had children myself, you know, she took delight in her finger. She took delight in, in getting to know her body. She took delight in all of that. We've lost yeah. that sense of delightness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the next question is, can you define what you mean by daydream? Um, and then the next question is, how can you not be aware of daydreaming? So um, I thought if we describe the difference between daydreaming and imagining. Yes. Now, oh, that, that, that's, that's an interesting question. I think It is, isn't it? Yes. I think they can overlap. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to go more down the – they can overlap. Basically what yes. daydreaming means is that, for me, I'll go how I do it. When, yes, yes. Like, I'm sitting at my desk, for example, and I'm writing a blog or I'm trying to work out a lovely online program or how am I going to support my clients. And particularly yeah, yeah. when a client's coming to me, I might just step away from my desk, step away from my laptop. So in this case, it's for work. And what I'll do is I'll then look out. We've got a beautiful view. I look over this beautiful valley. So what yes. I'm doing is I'm allowing my vision but also my mind to open. Yeah. And therefore, when I allow myself to open, that is when the magic can happen. So I can go, okay, yeah. what do I need to know here? What do I need to let go of? What stories am I holding on to? Yeah. And then I open myself up to my soul. Now, this has taken me a long time to understand the concept of that. Yes. And yeah. then imagining begins to, I imagine how I want to feel. I imagine what it wants to look like. So my partner and I are going to, we've been kindly gifted a beautiful trip back to Switzerland where I was brought up. Now I'm beginning to already get into that feeling. How's it going to be? I want to feel excited. What clothes am I going to wear? I'm going to see my beautiful friends from school, eat all the yeah. delicious chocolate. So that becomes the imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, you know, and you're opening yourself up to feeling alive. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, for me, um, it's about um, looking forward and thinking about what life might be like. Um, yes, and 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 feeling gratitude. Yes. Um, I, I like to try and incorporate gratitude into my daydreaming, and I daydream quite a lot. Um, and I actually have to be careful that I'm not sitting there daydreaming when yes. I perhaps should be doing a little bit of work. So there's a bit of balancing there, isn't there? There is, because I think that is then when we had the previous question. Daydreaming can also become a distraction. Yes. Yes. And it can also be a distraction when you are not feeling comfortable. 
Um, So you remove yourself out of the discomfort. So it is that fine line. Like when I was in PDST and when I was going through that trauma, I actually found daydreaming quite difficult. Yes. I've um, I've actually got a little question from one of our listeners and and they're asking, do the little stresses in life cause cause PTSD? And um, I'll throw to you in a minute, Chantel, but from – I've suffered PTSD and for me um, the PTSD wasn't caused by little stress but the PTSD symptoms were often triggered by little stresses. So the big trauma that caused the post-traumatic stress disorder uh, was the big thing and then sometimes it was the little things that triggered the symptoms so anxiety and that would you agree Chantel? Yes I do agree with you and something again you often I didn't know I had been triggered when I look back now Yes. I had a car accident 10 years ago, so that became, yes, I had PTSD. But what I didn't realise was until a few years, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, yeah. I'd actually triggered after my father's death. Yes, yes. That was 10 years yes. before. That's nearly 20 years. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. know I'd been living in PTSD for all those years. And yes. like you said, once you, so you need to be diagnosed. That is yes, important. You do. And then get professional help. So the work where I come in is, is when you, like, how I found it for me, I had PTSD, I worked through it, but I was still a bit lost and confused. Who was I? Yes, yes. And, and, so and PTSD, it changes you forever. So yes. you can work through it and make it better. But even for me, um, a, as much as I've recovered from my own PTSD, I know that if I allow myself to be overtired, there will be little things that trigger me into being anxious and, and, and afraid. So those little stresses are what re-triggers the PTSD and I've just got to uh, – I do uh, meditation, mindfulness, go for a walk in the garden, those sorts of things to break that out of – break me out of my triggered state. What do you do, um, Chantel? Well, I do similar and I would like – no, listeners to know that these are things you can do anyhow, whether you're in PSC yes. or not. And this yes. is why I really want to teach and show people, bring these tools in before a trauma happens. Let's face it, somehow we are going to have trauma in our lives, whether it be divorce, Everyone death, illness. So everyone has trauma. doesn't mean you trigger into PDST, so that's separate. Yes. So it's about finding, so coming back to what we're talking about, daydreaming and that, it's about finding your go-tos. It's about finding what you need to help you anchor. So like you, when I... I now know I haven't triggered for three or four years. I'm very proud yes. of that. But I yes. now know my body. I I need to like you sleep well, eat well, exercise, have yes. fun, um, enjoy connecting with my clients, coming back to the childlike, seeing the joys in life. Yeah. I still now know that I find crowds still difficult. And that's unusual for me because I was always the gregarious one. I was I, always the one I out find there. crowds difficult as well. Yeah, you know, noise. Yes, the noise and the volume of people makes yes. me quite uncomfortable and that's yes. when I do my deep breathing and go, you're okay, everything's fine, just keep going, yeah. this too will pass. Those mantras I use when I'm uh, going into crowds or, or have to, because we all have to go to into crowds from time to time. So um, now back to our daydreaming, why is daydreaming good for us, Chantel? 
I think what it does, it brings a lightness in our lives. It brings a beautiful sense of well-being. It brings joy. It brings colour. It brings creativity and it brings us back to our intuition. So I think yeah. what I found, and that's, I think, another re- one of the reasons why I did have a breakdown was I'd lost that sense of being a woman and feminine. I'd been so busy in my business, that masculine linear side, doing, doing, yes. doing, whether you're in business yes. or not, we, do, we are doers now rather than yes. beers. Yes. And so I think daydreaming, just, I just love this, that lovely feminine nurturing side. It, it helps with creativity. It helps you connect yeah. back to you, formulates beautiful relationships with your families. And coming back to what you're saying, it gives you permission to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you know, your, no daydreaming, one, in your daydream, you're always the best version of you, aren't you? That's right. And even if you don't know what the best version of you is, this is the process that supports you to get there. You slowly learn, you know what? I am beautiful. I am fun. I am all those things. And I'm allowed yeah. to be. I can give myself permission to be that and then to operate from that beautiful space of our hearts. Yeah. Our beautiful space of our femininity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and daydreaming also gives your mind, body and soul a bit of a break from yes. that hard work yes. and busyness of, of life and business and uh, being a mum, being a dad, um, it, it gives you a bit of a break, doesn't it? It does. Actually, that's another good point because often when you, we don't realise because it becomes so habitual also in our bodies, you don't realise how tight and tense your body is. So if we're sitting here yeah. now, yes, just tune into your body. How do you feel? Are your shoulders up? Because we're so used to not knowing that and feeling that. So I want you, everyone yeah. to take a breath. And yeah. just drop your shoulders and become aware of, oh, my God, this is how tight I am. This is how on edge I am. Because this is yeah. then when the illnesses happen. This is when we, you know, put our keys in the wrong place. This is when we knock ourselves on, you know, suddenly you've got this bruise on your leg. How did I do that? You weren't aware that you perhaps knocked yes. yourself on the table as you're charging past because you have yeah. 10,000 things on your mind. Yeah, so when yeah. you daydream, what you do is you start releasing all those have-to-dos, that huge to-do yes. list. Yes. yes. And it uh, re-energizes you. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 um, it, it's a very good practice to from time to time sit and be aware of your body. Um, and if you sit quietly and um, recognise, oh, my shoulders are a bit tense and give them a, a wriggle or my butt's a bit uh, tense sitting in this this chair or my calf muscles are tight um, because sometimes you can go for a very long time without realizing that where the tension is sitting in your body we're so busy being busy with life that we don't acknowledge our body and how our body feels uh, and that's where daydreaming comes into play isn't it if we just go and uh, I have a big back veranda so just go and sit on the back veranda and just take a deep breath and go ah yes. and then sit for a while and we tend to forget to just sit and do nothing for small periods of time don't we Chantelle? We do we do Exactly, because we again we shouldn't do that. We're not allowed. No. to. we're perceived as lazy. Oh, how dare you sit down and enjoy your hot cup of tea rather than the yeah. cold cup of tea or coffee? Yeah. And the other thing about you saying about sitting quietly, what I'm learning to do, you know, there's that beautiful saying, "Dance like no one's watching." Why yes. don't we just dance around the house? You know that music yeah. you played. Oh my God, <laughs> and yeah, thank you. That just sang to my soul, and I could feel myself starting to move 
as I was listening to the music and yes. it was getting me more open, more excited to chat to you all again yeah, yeah. rather than closing up, you know, because often we are closed. I want my heart to be open yet yeah. to be able to protect yeah. myself from what someone asked earlier about the negativity. So it's that fine line between heart open to experiencing what we are because let's face it, right now, what we you are doing with us, me, with Tony and us, is this most beautiful experience. And I want to actually feel that every yes. moment that we are experiencing it. Yeah, because it is a joy and a privilege to be able to speak to um, our listeners from uh, uh, all over the world, essentially. We don't know who's listening and who might need to hear this message today, who might need to be reminded about the importance of daydreaming and meditation and being present and who may have never heard of things like Reiki and uh, that it's an important message for our listeners to hear wherever they may be. Um, So what helps us daydream more if it's so good for us, Chantelle? Well, the way, again, I'll share my experience because this is another thing I love. I share my experience then people can go, oh, I like that and then adopt it because it's all about you creating your own, what is personal for you because, again, it's coming back to trusting yourself. So for me, I love what I call I create my sacred space. It's just a space where I love to be. So I've actually got a beautiful healing room, but it can be anywhere. I've learned how to do it on the plane. I've learned how to do it where there's busyness around me. So it's how I've done it is, and then you, what you do, when you create your lovely space, it's yours, particularly if you can yes. find a little space in your home, you have a candle, you might have a crystal. So you put things around you that have meaning to you and that develops yes. and grows. I've kept mine very simple because I just want the energy flow. Yes, yes. And then you basically make a date with yourself. And I think we're going to be talking about this bit later. So I'll go yes. more into that then. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's about you giving yourself permission basically it's not only the space it's the time yes. like you, what you just said earlier it's giving yourself the time to yes. sit on the balcony or sit outdoors even with your cuppa and yes. just allow yourself to sit and go ah oh. yes oh my gosh and just enjoy the sounds if you are in the bush or nature yes. that is it that is that is all you need to do it's nothing more than that you can, for our listeners, you, you can go to a park. You yes. can, uh, don't laugh when I say this, but for some men, going and sitting in the loo or the yes. toilet. Well, actually, don't worry, some <laughs> women too. Quiet space. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's exact under the shower. You know, have yes. a hot bath. And yes. I think coming back to something you said earlier, like what we're doing here, it's about we are trusting what we are doing here so again it's learning how to trust it's learning how to free flow so even though we today have this we talked about what we were going to do and what we want to say but it's also about trusting and free flowing it's about intuiting yeah and listening to those questions from our from our listeners and and i i love the questions that our listeners uh sent through to us because they often cause us to think or view things in a different way so that we're communicating in a way that that people understand and that's that's really important isn't it too when we're talking about these sorts of things to talk about them in a way that is easily understood and easily practiced because these things are, are good for you they're good for your soul they're good for your mind they're good for your body um just wondering are there things that stop you from daydreaming 
Chantelle. Oh, yes. Again, the shoulds. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be on my business. I should be this. I should be cleaning the house. So all those, that's what someone I should be making that phone call. I should be writing that letter. I should be vacuuming the floor. Exactly right. And that little bit of dust over there. (laughs) Because particularly when you don't want to do something, when you have to do something that's confrontational or out of your comfort zone or you need to speak to someone, you'll find Yes, difficult conversations, isn't it? Yes. If you you have to... uh, have a difficult conversation with someone about something you you feel that you feel it in your soul that angst of oh I really don't want to do this but knowing that you have to do it and if you just sit for a few minutes and go okay I have to do this nice deep breaths cup of tea cup of coffee something nice to drink I'm going to do this it's going to be okay yes it's going to be hard but I'm going to do it isn't that so that's right. And I think that's coming back to daydreaming. So or you can yes. bring your visualization because what I do yes. is when you start feeling confident about yourself, it does get easier. However, yes. some of them are difficult. So that's when I sit in my place and then we'll, and that's when I start to open myself up. How do I want to feel? How does this person make me feel? What the stories am I creating? They're a yeah. human being like me. So I, that's when I use, like you said, I use when I feel confident in me, when I can stand firm in me, it doesn't mean I don't wobble. Yeah. That supports me in my daily life. Yeah, yeah. And when I can also go, you know what, it's also about setting your boundaries. When I can go, you know what, that person, now sometimes it's not always appropriate to speak to that person, but I can actually go, you know what, that actually hurt me. It's about us as women also acknowledging when we've been hurt, we don't need to people please, we don't need to gloss over, we can actually stand firm and say, you know what, that was not right, that was not nice. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in our conversation about daydreaming, I just want to mention too that daydreaming is a gateway to creativity and yes. problem solving, isn't it, yes. Chantelle? Yes, it is. It is about creativity and something I had to learn over the years because I was the good Capricorn and, again, the way I was brought I was fearful of creativity. Creativity doesn't actually always mean art. It also means how you live your life, how you want to yes. think, feel, dress. Yes. yes. And that's what I'm loving about this because I know for me um, – I love wearing colour and I'm loving putting different colours together but also different patterns and how I love to wear my hair, how I want to come across and how I move my body. So it helps with that side. And so what was the other thing you asked? It was creativity and? Problem solving. That's right. And the other thing, brilliant problem solving. When most of us react, we have a knee-jerk reaction, whether we either react to the person or we walk away because there's two ways. Mine was always bleh on someone, whereas others will walk away and then feel hurt and those things build yes. up. Yeah, so yeah. when you, again, can daydream, sit quietly, and again, we'll go into this more when we do the rituals, Yes, it actually helps you to get solutions or outcomes or even if you don't find a solution, resolution for yourself. Yes, yes, yes. That it becomes important in our lives. Yeah. So you, you can think of daydreaming as um, a practice of quietly thinking through things, yes. be that good, bad issues, isn't it? It, it, it? Daydreaming comes into that quietly thinking about things, doesn't it, Chantelle? It does. And I found what it's come, it's become like my best friend because when I'm daydreaming, I feel safe. Yes, yes. 
And it's only about me. I don't have to worry about what anyone else is thinking. I can sit and write exact. It took me a while. So initially when I was first started doing this, I'd write in black. and I'd, But even then I couldn't write negative things, particularly not certain words, you know, certain yeah, yeah. swear words. Yeah. Now it's like that's okay. So because yeah. I can feel safe. No one's going to judge me. Well, I did initially. But you yeah. get to the point, no one's going to judge me. I can write this and I can go bleh all over yeah. that that piece yeah. of paper, neither you burn it, tear it up, whatever. It is yeah. the most liberating thing that you can do is to start writing because it gets it out of your head, it gets it out yes. of your body, and then you can start working with that, get clarity. That's actually a good point for our listeners to note that if you've got a difficult person to speak to, a difficult situation, um, any of those difficult things, if you take a moment and sit and write about how it's making you feel, what you'd really like to do but probably uh, uh, won't do um, and and how you'd like to resolve the situation. If you sit and write that out, it frees your mind then mm-hmm. to perhaps re- react in a better way, perhaps handle the situation in a better way, perhaps get a better outcome because you're not reacting in your um the first way that you want to react you're taking time to um step back and react in the right way um and i believe that daydreaming and journaling go together in this space in um trying to release you from making bad decisions or or perhaps reacting in anger and spite wouldn't you say chantelle Yes, I do. And I think coming back to daydreaming can be with journaling. It can also be with artwork. It can be in any way. But, yes, because, you know, when you do art, you can express. I agree. What I found when I did that, yeah. I actually took the emotion out because most of us don't respond well when someone's mm, all over you, whether they're right yes. or wrong. So, yeah. of course, you you jack up and go, well, I'm not going to admit that I'm out of it. You know, you, then you react back and then that's how world wars start, so to speak, But you know, even yeah. within families and friends. So yeah. what I do is I find by writing it takes the emotion out. Then what I can do is go through the process of looking what is important to me, where are my boundaries, what is the story. Yeah. Then I can go back and say, well, how do I want to respond rather than react? And then I'm more likely to create then a conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so when we were talking about um, the spaces where you daydream, mm-hmm. you can – Daydream like almost anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Um, again, walking in nature, at the beach, in the woods, painting, writing, dancing, listening to music. There's endless possibilities, isn't there? There is. There is. On the train going to work. Yes. Um, don't, I yes. wouldn't day, What I do is I don't daydream when I drive, but I allow myself I was just to just be present. You know, I mean, obviously you've got to support, but I don't daydream in the car, but I sometimes allow myself to what I call free float. So I'm present with driving, obviously. Yes. But then I just allow myself to open myself up because sometimes being in the car, you've got no one making demands on you. You can turn the radio off put, or yeah. put your favorite. Um, music on and just allow yourself to be so oh my gosh yes daydreaming can do anywhere and that's what I love about this when you finally give yourself coming back to what we used to beginning permission to be yourself and you give yourself permission to make the time for you because you are important yes that and it is about recognizing that you are important in 
the world. I know a lot of people tend to think that they're insignificant and not important, but I just, again, want to remind people that there's only one you in the world. That's right. And no one is the same as you. No one has the same background, life experience. Um, Everyone is unique and it's about recognising that in your uniqueness, uniqueness, you have a unique impact on the world. And it, it may not be in terms of being like Oprah, for instance. It may be in simple terms of being the best mum or the best dad. Um, for the mums and dads out there, you might be raising the next President of the United States, the next Nobel Prize winner. We don't know these things, so recognising that even in your everydayness, there is there, there is power and uniqueness, isn't there, Chantelle? There is, there is. And when you say that, uh, what comes up is joy that we're talking about, but sadness that so many of us don't actually understand how unique we are, how beautiful we are, how incredible we are as individual human beings when we're so busy comparing, feeling uncomfortable, feeling shame, you know. And, you know, I was just talking here, what stops us from daydreaming is ourselves because we don't believe in ourselves. We weren't taught to believe in ourselves, you know. We put, because we've had, Limitations put on us, they become ours. We have self-imposed limitations. Yes, yes. Then you're going to fear of I'm not doing it right. How do I do it? Because we're not taught to believe and trust in our own abilities. 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 Yeah, yeah. You know, and we might feel silly. Is it childish rather than childlike? You yes, know, and, and, and it's sit- not childish at all, is it? Exactly right. And it, daydream is, as you said, a great way to creativity, to, to self-realisation, to being who you are, you yeah, know? Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to love and know who you are? That's my journey now and that's why I love doing what I'm doing through yeah. both the skincare and that because when you feel beautiful on the outside, your skin, you feel con. because let's face it, people see your face and your hair. You can't yes. hide that. Yes. So then when you feel con- – then I also support it from the inside because you also got to have that inner confidence, that inner sense of beauty, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I don't know if people know there's a gentleman I love listening to, Hal Dorskin. I can, he does a Sedona method. Right. And his take is as you release your stories, you can see what is true here and now. Yes. I just love that. Yes. And that is – not only do you see what's true here and now – it's in your life, but in you. Yeah. And yeah. I love that quote. Yeah, yeah. Chantelle, in listening to you speak, then I'm, I'm thinking about your um, Bali retreats again. And how often do you go to Bali? At the moment, I'm doing them once a year. Yeah. Um, and as I get myself, more, more um, uh, people knowing, I'll do them twice a year. But at the moment, I'm doing once a year, and my next one's next May. Yes, um, yep. Also to give people the time to get to know me, to think about it, to look at their yep. budgets because, you know, often we make these big commitments a year in advance whether we go on holiday and yes, retreat. Often yes. with the retreat, particularly as women and mothers, oh, yes. I can't go away without my family. I should be going on holiday. Yes. So my next one is next May. Yes. And I'm hoping and I'm saying maybe saying this a little bit out of turn, I'm looking at um, organising with someone, one in Cambodia in March. Ah, yes, We're still yes. getting the dates, but definitely Bali in um, May. 
Um, I'm pretty uh, passionate about Bali as well in terms of of, of being a, a, a healing little country. And I know for our US listeners that um, Bali's quite a long way away for you, but for um, my fellow Australians, Bali is really very close. And um, I know many years ago it had um, a bad rap um, because a lot of Australians were going and, and partying outrageously. Mm. But there's another side to Bali, Chantelle, that is um, how beautiful. The, the people are beautiful and it's um, surrounded by healing mountains and um, it, it's a wonderful place for restorative and healing retreats, isn't it, Chantelle? Oh, it is. And as you hear that, I can feel it, yes, particularly when you go up to the hills and obviously uh, go up to Orbord, because like you said, down, yes. unfortunately, it, that's put me off at Bali initially. But even yes. coming from long distance, what I, I've made it seven days. And yes. in that time, not only do we have workshops, we also have a day where we do do some um, sightseeing, but also a day restorative day. So you have a day for yourself. Yes. Yes. And what I suggest to people, like I mentioned when I went to Africa, I decided to see, to start being on retreat from the moment I packed my suitcase and got on that plane. Yes. And just going, oh, my gosh. And someone put this to me because I don't particularly like long flights anymore. But I was being They're not very good, are they? No, they're not. But I was being served. I could read my book. I could watch a movie, you know, and suddenly you get that real sense of freedom and therefore the excitement. So when you land, I have everything organised. Yes, um, for yes. people who some people are anxious about um, flying so all I say is you get yourself to Denpasar airport from there I have the driver pick you up and yes. you, you don't do anything until you leave and if you want to do um, other things you know it's worth tacking a week on whether you want to stay in Bali or go elsewhere and then you make it into this most beautiful retreat and holiday. Yes, because it, for, for Australians and particularly for our American listeners, Bali is really good bang for your buck. So yeah. you can go and, and have delicious full days in the spa for not very much money at all. And I tell you, Balinese massages are divine. They are the best things. Yeah. And when you are on a retreat, even more so than a holiday, you give yourself permission. Only how I organize all that. Like you said, I have that all yes. of you have a three. Oh my gosh, you'll love. You give yourself permission to do things you wouldn't normally do. You give yes. yourself permission to be able to perhaps get up a bit later. Yes, the only thing I request is that we are punctual when we do the workshops. Yeah. Yeah, However, yeah. what I also want women to be able to do is say, you know what, today I need some time for myself. Or yes. to say, look, today I, I just I need a break or look, mm -hmm. I want to be in the group, but can I just be quiet? Because it's about us learning how to just be there. And it's okay because, again, we please everyone. Again, we've been taught how to listen to authority. We don't yes. know then how to say. So we oft, I know for me, I used to put myself in situations, oh, my goodness, where I was not safe and I didn't know how to go, you know what, no, I don't need to do that. And Plus, I yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, Chantelle, it's almost it's time for another break now. Listeners, when we come back with Chantelle, we're going to be talking about morning rituals, which are will be a great segment as well. So I'll throw to Rebel now for a short break and we'll join you again with more from Chantelle for morning rituals. Over to you, Rebel. Keep the conversation going. Direct assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN. Radio guest, Skype. 
Join Tony Londis, author of Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty on the Women for Women Network. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony is your safe space for these tough conversations. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Radio Tony, bringing social consciousness this time every Thursday evening, live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Welcome back, everyone. Today we have the wonderful Chantelle um, online with us today. And our next segment is talking about morning rituals and the importance of morning rituals. So, Chantelle, what's your morning ritual? Oh, my morning ritual is I wake up, no matter how well I've not slept or how I feel, is I love going, again, we talked about earlier, my sacred place or my my place where I just love being with myself so what I do is I have my lovely warm lemon water because I don't drink tea or coffee yeah yeah. so this is coming right down to the basics because it's showing people what you can do I have make sure winter I'm warm you know all that sort of stuff and then what I do is I have my little a lovely uh it's actually in this case a chair that from my partner's Sri Lankan great auntie and so I love sitting in that chair and feeling the energy and then I write. I have my journal and I often have books that I like, whether it be self-help books or whether it be spiritual books or business books. And I just yeah. allow myself to sit there. And what I do is I read, I write, I gratitudes, like you say, very yeah. powerful. But what I do is I also set my intention for the day. Yeah, yeah. So it's I set my intention. How do I want to feel? How do I want my day to look like? So coming back to like I was imagining – um, last night, and I did yes. actually sleep well because I thought I might be too excited or too nervous. <laughs> I yesterday afternoon, I just allowed, went through the. I just allowed myself to open up to going. How do I want to feel? Yes. How do I want to come across? How? What stories am I telling myself? So again, this is when you open up and going. And I just went. You know what? It's going to be a beautiful space. Tony holds you in the space. Listeners yes. will want to be here because they want to be. They'll ask the most. And it's okay. And if you make a mistake or something goes wrong, that is okay too. Yeah. So that's basically what I do. And then the rest of my morning, then I have a delicious breakfast. We always eat well. And yeah. then depending on the time of year, whether I do my exercise, then I go for beautiful walks or when the pool uh-huh. is open, I do my laps. So that is my pretty much non-negotiable. I yes. do that every day no matter where I am. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd um, talk about some celebrity morning rituals that I uh, come across and thought you might uh, find interesting. Now, I'm not sure if many of you are familiar with Tim Ferriss, but um, he has adapted his own morning ritual um, after interviewing thousands of successful leaders from all walks of life so tim ferris first thing he does is make his bed um it says it fills him with a small sense of pride and accomplishes something right away then he meditates for 10 to 20 minutes and he uses an app called uh headspace 
Um, and then he does a bit of light exercise followed by a strong cup of tea. Uh, he then finishes his morning ritual with journaling for five to ten minutes, um, and this helps him push the ball forward and feel better throughout the day. Um, and another interesting one that I found was Oprah Winfrey's morning routine. And she starts the morning with 20 minutes of meditation, which she says fills her with hope and a sense of contentment and deep joy. She then hits the treadmill um, for some exercise, 15 minutes at least. And then she um, goes for a walk whilst listening to music and then has a nice meal. So, Chantel, these... Routines are just simple things that they do every morning without fail, aren't they? Yes, they are. And I think a really important point you made here with Tim Ferriss, because often yes. people feel or women feel they've got family. So how can you do it with family around? So yes. it might, you need to get up five minutes earlier. But I think even making your everyday chores a ritual mm -hmm. becomes important. So like you said, I love that making your bed. Yes, I, I've because heard that quite often with yes. Uh, leaders from across the planet that they make their bed first thing in the morning. I love that because I don't make it first thing in the morning. I don't, but I do make my bed before I get into my day. And it just seems to be a sense. I don't know what it is. And so you're reading that. I think it's wonderful to hear a sense of yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. I never, I actually have never thought that making your bed was part of a morning ritual. So I was really interested in tr and intrigued to find that that was the case and I thought oh good excellent mm. it, both of those guys and yourself include a small amount of exercise yeah yes because again that's getting your body moving again it's getting the oxygen again it, it helps release tension out of your body <laughs> and something I also and see you note here what they're saying you don't need to sit for an hour and meditate it can be five minutes ten you need to do what's right for you and I found when I teach meditation people go oh I can't or I don't yes. know how Set a timer, even though that feels like it's restrictive. Initially, yeah. set yourself a timer for five, however many minutes you want, because yeah. then you know you're going to be truly present for that time only. I'm thinking, oh my God, is when, you know, and you're distracting yourself. So yeah. I like yeah. that idea. Sit down and say, right, for now, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes, put the, because we've all got them on our mobiles. Set your yes. timer. And for that time, all you're going to do is be present, having a cup of tea, whatever it might be, journaling, writing, whatever. Yeah. Now, the other thing you pointed out here, and I'm sort of also wanting people to, yes, use an app that is highly, yes. but at the same time, I'm also saying don't use an app because I want to teach you to become confident in being without. able to trust yourself with that because, mm -hmm. again, it's more noise. Again, it's a voice. Again, you're still connected to your mobile. So I think yeah. there's appropriate times for an app, yes, but I'm wanting people to start trusting themselves, to yeah. actually go within. Because when you're listening to an app, you're still hearing a voice. You're still outside of yourself. So yeah. I'm going to sort of push people to start thinking, you know, I don't need to rely on something or someone else. I can rely yeah. on myself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can go, right, today I can do this or today I can use an app. So that is the way I'm going with the work that I do because I think it's important we learn to trust ourselves. Yeah, so um, one of the other things that I found when researching um, morning rituals for today's show was that a lot of people uh, uh, highlight gratitude as yes. an important part of their morning ritual. So um, by gratitude, I mean um, having 
verbal verbalizing, speaking about gratitude, uh, journaling um, about gratitude in a, in a gratitude journal. What else have you come across, Chantelle, in terms of gratitude? Well, that was interesting. Gratitude, I because initially I couldn't even bear the word gratitude because of my Catholic yeah. upbringing, and I just felt yes. gratitude meant that oh boy, I had to be grateful because that's how I was made to feel. And that yes. was also from a personal experience. I was my father led me to be. I had to be grateful that he housed us. Grateful. So I found that initially uh-huh. difficult. So the word I used initially was thankful. Ah, yes, yes. So yes. that for me. So that semantics I know, but. I just felt when I no, I I actually like the the uh, it, gratitude is kind of a big word. Yes, uh, thankful is kind of an everyday nice word, isn't it? Yes, and that's how I felt for me. So I think you've actually just made a good point. So I am thankful every day for, and this is going to sound really deep, the breath that I have. Because yes. again. When we sit quietly, we become aware of our breath. We become aware, yeah. and the breath tells you a lot about where you are at in your life and what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am thankful for the warm clothes that I'm wearing now. I'm yes. thankful for the beautiful view that I have. So what you do is, again, this is coming back to being childlike. This is coming back to smell yeah. the roses because initially yeah. it can seem like Pollyannaish. Oh, my God, listen to her being thankful. And, you know, it sounds always positive, but it's also. But it's about the energy, exactly. Chantelle, isn't it? Exactly. You shift your mindset from nothing's right for me, from that negative, you know, victim yes. attitude that, I mean, yes. I know I've had and can still have, to one yes. of, oh, my gosh, I can have control of my life. I can see all these amazing things. So I'll give you an experience, a, a, a example. About two and a half years ago, my partner had a very frightening um, medical scare and yes. we, it was really traumatic. And I lost sight of meditation, gratitude and that for, for a while. But eventually yes. when I came back, what I realized was when I could go back, so this is where my go-to place became important and yeah. my writing, yeah. Yeah. I could sit there and see moments of joy and be thankful that we found out, be thankful for all that he had, you know, yes. medical assistance, being thankful for our friends, being thankful. So, you see, that then really helped me anchor. And interesting enough, cleaning car became important. All these things chores became important because they normalized my life yeah 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 and journaling Um, and writing became important because I could express my fears I was fearful yeah yeah yeah. when we're talking about um writing things down another thing that showed up in my research was that a lot of the leaders um and and busy people write down their most important tasks for the day as part of their morning ritual that is a good point because often we have big yeah. to-do lists. Yeah. And and they talked about only writing the really important ones down. And, yes, you can keep writing lots of them down, but the really important ones, the one or two or three that are important to your uh, long-term purpose and, and, and goals in life, they were the ones that were most important to get down in that morning uh, routine space so that their day um, flowed, so to speak. I think that I think that's really particularly for an entrepreneur too. But I think also it's about how do you because you know you may not be an entrepreneur, you may be yeah. going to work. So I think what I learned from that was yes, you put down your important tasks, how you want to feel, but it's also being able to look at God. Do I really need to do that? 
why have I put that into my day? Because I couldn't say no. I wanted to please. Yeah. And then you don't know how to get out of it. So I think you're right. Yeah. We can extend this out into, well, where can I create space? Because often we go from one thing yeah. to the next to the next without thought. We become yeah. mindless. Yeah, yeah. And we get to the um, end of the – Sorry. No, I've just I've got a couple of questions from our listeners, and mm-hmm. um, one of our listeners would like to know the difference between childlike and childish, which is another uh, great question. It is a good question. The way I see childish is, and what's coming to mind is when you're having a tantrum. Yes, uh, yes. You know, you can so, see a two-year-old. So I'm getting a vision of this two-year-old going no, and just yes. screaming just because. So that to me is childish, where someone's being childish and adults. Child- Adults mm-hmm. can be childish and throw tantrums just as much as children can. That's exactly. I'll go off in a half or when you don't yes. get what you want. So that can be childish. And childish. Whereas childlike is when you, again, just enjoy the simplicity. Okay, enjoy the simple Ex- things in life. The exuberance of, like, yes. um, my grandson is animated with, and he's almost three, he's animated with anything new. So that's childlike, that exuberance for life, that exuberance for that butterfly flying over there or that grub walking along the ground. Yes. That's childlike. Wouldn't you but agree, Chantelle? Absolutely. And it brings back a memory when my niece was young and we went down to the river to the foreshore and we have brown jellyfish and there was quite a few had come up to shore and um, she loved counting them. And I just thought by the 20th I'd had enough, you see. Yeah. But what I realised was her child, her delight. Yes, her ex- delight. Like you said, exuberance, delight, yeah. that it is. And I, my partner is um, an artist, and but he's now doing photography oh. and he's taught yeah. me to open my eyes to all the little things. So when I, I'm a lot more observant now and yeah. he's showing me he loves wildlife photography and birds and he's showing me things I, oh, I don't do as an adult. I'm too busy to appreciate that, you know, and he delights. So he comes home excited, childlike, because I've, oh, I've captured this most amazing yes. image. And then he shows yes. it to me and we have delight together. Yes, yes, yes. That's childlike. Um, one of our listeners um, has um, asked, is it like keeping a planner? So I guess that refers back to when we talked about having a gratitude journal. So essentially it's just anything that you want to write in so it can be like an exercise book a diary a notepad just somewhere where you write down all the things that you're grateful for and I know when people start doing that for the first time it can be quite difficult if you're in a rough space and life is really kicking you about it can be difficult to find things to be grateful or thankful for can't it Chantel but there's always something to be grateful for and even if that's just the fact that you're breathing in and out today exactly and I love, exactly right and coming back to the plan a bit what I found was for me a planner is more I'm planning my day so that's yes. sort of like like a diary a list of things to do so then you combine that with your writing and your journaling so what I do is even the night before I look at what my day is going to be like um, yeah. how am I again how am I going to feel how does it make me feel so it's about learning then to look at your plan and go you know what why did I do that why did I say yes, yes. to that so eventually you create the day that you want Yes, um, yes. So there's that. Now, what was the other thing you were saying about being grateful? That's right. When I yes. was in my acute 
sense of PDST, I had a, a coach, um, yes. part of my business, so a life coach. And I one morning just thought, how am I going to get out of bed? I didn't know what I could do. And I didn't even know I wanted the session, but I did. I dragged myself. You know what she yeah. said to me, which is coming back to your breath. She yeah. said to me, Chantal, I want you now to celebrate and honor the fact that you got out of bed. Yes. Yeah. You went and had yeah. a shower. I said, yes, but I went from my pajamas to my comfortable clothes. She said, that does, does not matter. Doesn't matter. The fact is you did that, and I've never forgotten that. Yes, yes. Mm. We're just going to go to another quick break, Chantelle. And yes. when we come back, listeners, we're just going to um, finish off the morning ritual session with another couple of questions. So over to you, Rebel, and I'll talk to you all after the break. Radio Tony on W4WN. Your safe space for tough conversations. Surrender. There 
surrender. There will be no white flag above my door. I'm in love and always will be. Join Tony Lantis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with your secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony with Tony Lantis, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Radio Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard. And hello, welcome back everyone. So we're into our last uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the show um, and um, we've got Chantel with us and just before I tell you about what's on next week's show, I just thought with Chantelle still here, I'd take the opportunity to thank Chantelle for being on the show this morning and talking to our listeners live. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, at the end of uh, the radio session, I'll put up Chantelle's website um, for you all to go and have a look in the chat section on W4WN. And uh, so you can see more about Chantelle and what she does. So, Chantelle, thank you very much for being on my show today and telling us all the things that you have. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope that I can get you on again at some later date to continue talking about um, the things that we've talked about today. Um, anything else you want to talk to tell our listeners in closing today? Yes, thank you. Thank you to you, Tony and Rebel, but thank you to the listeners for coming on and asking and being part of this because I just feel this is the beginning. This is the beginning for all of us. This yes. is you intuitively, perhaps knowingly or knowingly, needing to, knowing you needed to listen to this. And I'm just trusting yes. that something has resonated with each one of you, no matter yes. how small or how big, that something sparks something in you and you go away and you, you just know. And I really want to emphasize know that we are, and I'm going to include you and I, we are all beautiful women and we yes. deserve to live the bestest lives. And I feel very humbled that I was able to be here with you to share my experiences. And thank you, Tony, for giving me that opportunity to do so. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Chantelle, for being on the show. Now, listeners, um, before we throw to our final break, I just thought I'd quickly go through um, what we've got on um, our show next week. So next week we're going to be talking about uh, women in leadership. Now, why I'm including this in our show and why I think it's so pa why I'm so passionate about it is the fact that in um, the world today there is a distinct lack of good leadership, be that male or female leadership. There's a distinct lack of leadership across the planet. 
And our guest next week is a wonderful woman by the name of Vanessa North. And her business helps managers and leaders develop better business relationships. So she's about the business relationships. She's got 25 years as a manager and leader, a master's degree in management and a life time of working with managers and organizations on improving leadership and communication. She's learned what works and what doesn't. She's got a keen interest in assisting others to achieve their goals, learn new things that transform their work and their life. And uh, she speaks at many conferences and events across the planet. She works as a trainer and a management consultant um, and she's worked across all sorts of sections, sec- sectors, excuse me, across health, universities, TAFE in Australia, New Zealand and Singapore. Um, and she does lots of training around communication. She likes to cultivate in managers um, that there is a power in being a manager and how you use that power for good and not evil Um, She likes to manage the business side of things. Um, uh, The business side of things, she says, is relatively easy compared to the managing of people things. And often the management of people is what stumps us. And it shouldn't. Um, She finds that most people have great intentions, but they often lose sleep when they're dealing with a difficult team or difficult team members. Um, or if they've struggled to have hard conversations. So her aim is to help people with those difficult work situations, difficult colleagues and difficult working relationships. Um, She points out too that as a manager, your staff are not your kids Um, and the managers often fall into the trap of behaving like a parent in the workplace where they give orders and expect compliance and micromanage people to death. Um, You don't want a manager like that. You don't want to be managed by that. And it's about treating people um, as adults and watching them step up and grow. So um, next week, we'll be talking to um, Vanessa about all things management and in particular difficult work colleagues and difficult working relationships. Um, and she will be on for the whole show again next week. And the following week, um, I will be live from Bali and I'll be interviewing um, a wonderful guest by the name of Donna Gray um, and another uh, two guests in Bali. Um, I'll be telling you about more about Bali, what it's like to travel there, what you can do there, uh, about the people and culture of Bali. Um, Donna will be coming on and telling you about her retreats that she runs regularly in Bali and Australia. And Leonie is with doTERRA Oils, and I'm hoping that she will be able to talk about some of the wonderful properties of the oils that she works with, and that will be live from Bali. Um, Are you going on one of those trips the guests talked about today? Well, this trip to Bali is not with uh, Chantel, though I am looking at Look, I'm going to look into her Bali trips as well. 
Um, the trip that I'm going on this time is with a different company called Walk With Wisdom. Um, and they Donna runs these tours to Bali twice a year and she runs um, a tour in Australia. She's got some spaces in August and I can put the contact details for Donna in the talk chat section after the radio station finishes. Donna's tours are a little different from Chantel's. So Donna incorporates a little more uh, touristy type things, cooking classes, jewellery making classes, snorkeling adventures. She combines that with um, day spa treatments, reflexology treatments um, and staying in beautiful five-star resorts. So Donna's trips are a little bit different from Chantel's, but both equally wonderful places to escape to. Again, Bali is a wonderfully rejuvenative, restorative place to visit. It has um, an earthy, spiritual healing um, generated from its people, The Balinese people are very peace-loving, predominantly Hindu people um, versus the other predominant population of uh, Indonesia, which is the Javanese. Um, But Bali is predominantly that peaceful, loving, beautiful island. There's so much to do, so many places to visit, so many temples to see, so many healings to be had and so many massages to be enjoyed. Um, So that's in two weeks' time. The show will be live from Bali. Um, And again, next week we'll be talking um, management and um, working lifestyles. And that's just about it for me this week. Um, A big thank you again to Rebel. We've had a little bit of a rough show this week with Skype dropping out. That's the problem of doing live radio from Australia and connecting to the US. Occasionally there's going to be some internet problems uh, and some connection problems, but I think we've managed that quite well. Um, Just so you know too, any of you who want to listen to the podcast versions of Radio Tony, they will be available soon on um, my website under Radio Tony and the podcast section. I just have to get um, help to set those up properly, but they will be available to listen to your favourite shows back. Um, They'll also be available on iHeartRadio by searching for Radio Tony. Um, And with that, um, I thank you all for taking the time to listen to our show this week. Um, And thank you once again to the beautiful Chantel for coming on our show. Um, It's been a pleasure having having you. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you again um, in the next year or so. Um, And thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Over to Rebel and see you all next weekend. Thanks. Bye. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony, with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. 
back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!